I do is I always do. Okay. It's just me, Angie. And Rayon. And I'm pretty <laughs> far from perfect. Hey, 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 sweet so. baby Ray. Hey, hey, and Angie. So, Ray, um, let's, let's talk about one of the coolest things you posted recently. Mm. And we're not going to talk about that the whole time. Okay. Because you're not that cool. But um, one of the things that you posted recently, and then I would say probably in the last, I don't know, what did I call it? My version of facts, my pretend Angie versions of facts, uh, our data is... This whole chat about what is success, what does success mean to you, how do you define success, yada, yada, yada. So... Let's start with this, actually. Why do you think it's important to define what success means to you? Why do I think it's important? Yeah. Personally, I, so... As an individual. Me? Angie? Uh, because I think... Well, just for everybody. I think it's everyone's goal to be, quote-unquote, successful. So it's kind of like a way to map your goals. Check, 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 check. That's what I want. But I would say in the past, it was very, like, in a little box of what you are successful if you have. I think the word have was used. And I think it was if you have money and if you have, like, things, like property or cars or stuff. Don't you think? Yeah. And honestly, there are people who still define success that simply put, too. Like, you do well in your job. You make money, you got things. You're very successful, young man. Keep up the good work, right? Yeah. Because when, um, when I posted that, the main thing I was thinking, because I, I kind of harp on this a lot, um, it's that like I feel like people go crazy and, and feel depressed after a long period of time because they go, man, I'm not successful, right? Granted, they can yeah. have everything in the world. Um, but what I was kind of going with that was if you don't define what that is, you're chasing after yeah. this vague statement that doesn't have a definition, right? Um, you know, saying, you know, I, I want to be successful. I hear it all the time. I want to be successful. Uh-huh. Okay. So what happens in 10 years when you have the biggest corporation in the world, right? Are you going to be successful then? I think so. But when you get there and you don't realize until you get there, you go, man, I'm not successful yet. I feel empty inside. Well, it's because you didn't define what that success yeah. actually means. And that's more than just material things like you're alluding to. It's, it's, uh, for every individual, it's different. It could be if you're really basic minded, which I don't really know too many people that are like this, but it's just really basic. Like if I have a TV, if I have this, I have this, I have this, I'm happy, I'm successful, cool. But for most people, it's like that in addition to all the other stuff. Well, okay. So I think in the last, I don't know, maybe like last 10 years, I think things have changed not only with how to define success, but also what people's priorities are, what Things like um, work-life balance is a top, very popular buzzword. That's been culture, recent, organizational recently, culture. Huh? These are more recent. And I would say this last decade. Whereas probably our grandparents, when they were working in the seventies and eighties, they didn't give a shit. You worked, you're eight to five or eight to six or maybe longer if you're in a factory. Who knows? And you go home and you don't say anything. You just go to work and you do it the next day. But what I think is happening is people now are starting to realize that. I need all of these boxes to be checked to be happy. And in order to feel successful, oh, wow, just a job making good money is not going to do it for me or a, or a fancy title. And when I the, – the reason I say the last 10 years is even me personally, I graduated college in what? For my undergrad in 2006. So that's 11 years ago. And it, you graduated high school in 2006? You're only six years younger than me. It's fine. Um, and – 
I think at the time I was, I wouldn't say I was, what did you call it, ignorant or basic or whatever you want to call it. Isn't that a popular thing yeah. you young kids say nowadays? Um, but I think I did think it was a little bit more simple. And so for the last 11 years of my career, of my life, it was work really, really hard to make money, to get higher titles, go. And that's what I did. And every year or two, I would make more money, have a higher title and get more money and save it and do the things that I'm, that was success, right? So on paper, I won, I'm not a millionaire, obviously, but uh, I was quote unquote successful, right? Like what you would think it was. But this last year, or like we talked about before, whether it's celiac or whether whatever it is, I was raised better than that. I was raised that money doesn't equal happiness and jobs don't equal that. And, and I'm starting to realize that that is not success because in, for me, being successful has a lot of different levels and a lot of different mm-hmm. pieces to it. So even when I had those things, at times I was single and depressed or at times I was drinking too much. So like, I don't really think that, I don't think most people think of the way they used to, that it's just money and titles. Do you think though in this current construct that is, you know, society, that you can make that definition of success, including uh, great culture in your job, including yes. feeling like you're valued first and then build from there? Or do you think it's more realistic to do what you did, which is bust your ass, feel like you want to make that money, make that those titles, learn that hard work first, and then add in the value? Because I, what I find happening with That's, a lot of millennials is yes. a lot of people are going, I want this now. now. <laughs> And, they, and they're like, that's not well, real right now. Okay, so... Maybe later on? Yeah. I think that's a great question, and I wish I was an expert to answer. But in my, again, my opinion, I think you bust your ass and you work really hard, and then you're going to hit a point, and you may not ever, you may hit a point where you go, I want more than this, or this isn't worth it. But if you don't put the foundation in and the hard work in, you're never going to learn what it's like to climb to get promoted. And I don't care. It doesn't have to be corporate America. It could be, I was a substitute teacher and then a teacher's assistant and then a teacher. And then I was a department chair. And then I was a athletic director and then assistant dean. And it could be education. It could be, you know, a mechanic. You start as a junior and four hours a day, and then you become the owner of the shop. I don't care what it is, but I think you've got to put in the hard work first, prove to yourself and others that I'm capable of not only doing this job, but more, get kind of those promotions, maybe some money. I don't know about the number of how much money you need, but I think at some point, if you don't step back and go, that isn't everything to me, then you're going to be that person who just works. And to me, that person's not successful. That to me, I mean, well, it's, I'm not as impressed by that. It's kind of interesting because uh, I have this buddy, Julio, who actually listens to the podcast. Shout out to, to Julio. Julio. He works, you're actually talking about the last podcast, tattoo yeah. guy, beard guy. He um he works at a at a at PayPal right mm-hmm. and he does you know basic kind of stuff he calls people basically to say hey you owe money to PayPal right okay he does that eight hours a day it's very kind of brain numbing he's been doing it for ten years the difference is when he gets off of work is what is the difference he lives essentially for when he leaves work and I I you know when I view him and granted we're men so we don't really get into into Anything. depth about mm-hmm. like how he feels. But on paper, it does look like because he just leaves everything at work and he goes, it's work. And he just leaves and goes and does his festivals and, and does stuff that makes him happy afterwards. I think he's an all around, like I view him as successful because he makes the money he needs to to get, you know, to live the life he wants to. On the same time, he's doing stuff for experiences. Exactly. Of it. But he, it sounds like, I don't know him. I've never met him before. So, but it sounds like a person like this 
has a balance. And yeah. I can tell you firsthand, you and I <clears throat> and many people didn't have any balance. No. And so I agree with you. I don't even know this guy. Whatever sounds good to me. Um, I have friends. Most of my friends don't work that much, to be honest. They don't, they don't work 13-hour days. I, maybe a couple do. Um, I have one friend who busts their ass all the time. But, like, it's, it's interesting because some of them, I, it depends. I think if you take pride in what you do and you still give your all and like what you do and make money and then leave and then, um, you know, do something that's important for you or your family or significant other – that's good. That's balanced. But I, I just don't, I, I think when you have too high of one and nothing on the other, it's, it's not even like, I think you need to enjoy, you know, no one's ever going to like everything they do all day, every day. I don't think, unless you, I don't know. Um, work for like a nonprofit. That yeah. But even then it can be life. stressful. Cause you got to get up for an early meeting, let's say. So nothing's perfect, but clearly the name of the podcast, but I think the balance and I think being honest with yourself about, is this what I, is this it? Is this what I'm going to spend? More time doing than anything else the rest of my life. You spend more time working. A lot of people do. And I always kind of thought that, like, you know, even in the current job that I have, like, if I bust my tail and I get to a certain point, then I can retire at a decent age. And then that point on is when I'll live my life, yeah. you know, with my family and that stuff. Because I've earned it to that point, which I think other people have that same viewpoint. Like, you know, if I spend, if I invest my time, I'll gain that time in the back till, end. If you wait till then, you've now missed all of your kids' games. The important stuff, yeah. The concerts, the field trips, the homework time. Mm-hmm. They're the kid who says dad was never around. Hey, I got a cool car when I was 16, but dad was never around. Yeah. And I think for I think for you and, and for me, you go back and forth in your head of, but I needed, I want both. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I didn't have any money, so I want both. And, you know, I was thinking mom working all the time, so I didn't have as much attention as I wanted either. So I want both, or I want to provide both. So I think the clip that I, the reason I liked it so much was um, Matthew McConaughey was doing, I think, like a commencement mm-hmm. speech or something. Why does this Sitting down, by the way. Do whatever. He's so cool. Um, like, he's the only person to pull it off. Like, every convincing thing, they're wearing, like, Super a graduation, fancy, yeah. like, thing. And then he's just wearing, like, a T-shirt yeah. sitting down, like, and he's doing his typical, like, yeah. <laughs> God, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, I can't either. But. But, um, but he was. He was just chilling out, like, all right, and this is what I think. And, you know, I used to think this. but um, And he talked a lot about that. And even even for him, which I think was so inspiring probably to the to the audience, was... He talked about what his goals are or what he defines success. And he said multiple things. I don't remember everything he said, but he said a lot about that. what I would say. And that was like to be a good – like he started with stuff like husband. Husband, yeah. Father, friend, um, whatever. Ha- something the about last thing was happiness. Like career. And then he said, and my career – and whatever lifestyle that's kind of like a uh, like a brand like he was like this is this is Matthew McConaughey like if I if I go off of this something's not right I need to come back to this so that was kind of like before and kind of what I was talking about like you need to clearly define what that looks like to you and then if you veer off of that you should know like this is this is wrong for me so that was his brand right so husband being a great friend a great father Finally, career. Well, he also said to prioritize who you are and want to be and to go back to that. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, like, you don't have to be Matthew McConaughey because you're not, but, like, what what do you say? Like, what would you say 
like the Raylan brand. Or what? Yeah, what would you say if you were talking this mean success to you? I was uh, um, the interesting thing after that we I posted this video, I went back to my my job and I actually made my employees do this too and to define what that is. Yeah. And so we just recently did this, but like for me, um, it's a tad bit different. It changes, and I think that's okay for now anyway. Oh, mine's um, changed over a lot. time because at first it was career, and then now it's Sadie, right? So first it's just being a great husband to her. Then something, and this is more of what I want to get to. Not it's more like a goal than it is reality right now because I'm not as good as a friend as I am at my job. But so it would be husband, friend, and then right now because I don't have much else, it's just career, and within that career, it's value. So I want to get to a point when it comes to the career where people need me. Like I like to feel needed. I like to feel valued. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel value is when people go, man, I can't survive without Ray being here, right? That's actually something that I like to have is, is, is silly as it is because I know without, with, with that, it means I work more, which is weird. So that I have literally like only three pillars, but it keeps me. That, that could be a little bit of an issue you have. Maybe. Maybe it's like a codependence thing. Or a control thing, or you don't trust, or you need that. Because I used to be like that. I wasn't like that. It's funny because in the same time, the same token, I made a list of ten things I want to work on uh, in this year, and one of them was trust. And that goes in not in just like trusting my wife, but trusting like I don't mean like loyalty wise, but like trusting that like she'll be okay if I'm whatever. But um, it's like trusting that my employees can do what they need to do when I'm not there. So I'm working on that too, and, and like little little silly things, silly things you don't realize that um, make an impact on trust. For example, um, one of the things that I did every single night when I left work, and I'm I'm working on it. It's not perfect, Angie. You know that. Um, but one of the things I consciously make sure I don't do anymore is say, "Call me if you need me." I don't say that anymore. I try not to anyway, because I realized when I said that, and after talking to my employees and like an honest like, "Hey, this is um this is a safe zone. Like, tell me how it feels when I say this." I realized after talking to them that when I say, call me when you need me or call me if you need me when I leave, they think that I'm telling them, I don't trust you. I don't think you can do your job well. Call me when you get into trouble. And so I'm trying to get away from that. But anyway, like I feel like if I just do those three things and put friends before that, that I'll feel successful. Yeah. But what about you? I'm surprised you don't have something in there, just because I know you, about you. Like, bettering myself type of thing? Yeah, like, you're just, you're very, um, I don't know what the word is, but you want to conquer a lot, and you want more, always. Mm -hmm. And so, for you, I'm just surprised that there isn't something like, I want to be a better um, entrepreneur, or a better a business-minded individual or a better, like, uh, human or a better writer or a better podcaster or something, something that is outside of your J-O-B that yeah. pays the bills. So what I had in mind was those three things I talked about, those three uh, pillars, essentially, yeah. is like, like what I called them. Um, there's obviously, like, sub points to that. Yeah. And so, like, underneath friendship, it's not or underneath friends. It wouldn't be just, like, I just want to be a better friend. It's I want to be a better communicator. I want to be able to, to say yeah. no every once in a while. I want to be able to say <laughs> and that's, like, a real thing I'm working on. Um, I want to be able to be hey, there I'm when here. they need me. Yeah. Good you're, job. You're, I didn't want to come here. I didn't tell you no, though. I should. What I could have said was, no, you fucking drive here. But I didn't. I said, I'm going to pick you up. It was a compromise. Yeah. But, you're not driving me home. But you also... 
put the stipulation. I didn't say no. I what I could have done was saying you just drive here and then figure it out. And what then I, I would have said did. it won't be as fun for either one of us if we can't drink. Yeah, but again, you're better at saying no than I am. But okay. I digress. But career within that career, like part is to- job and part is your future career or your mm-hmm. future self. Okay, exactly. I get it. I just want to make sure you do that because I think you've got. I think, of course, I'm just Angie, and I th- I see things in people, and I see things in my friends or my family that I feel like they're not told enough or they don't believe enough about themselves, and one of those things is that you just have this thing about you where you kind of go and just go, and and that can be such a unique trait, and so that's why I'm thinking there's something else more out there, and so, like, you said, well, what would yours be? Um... Might have shifted. Career's on the bottom now, period. Um, the next moves I make as far as career are going to be something. I don't know. I don't even want to say what it is. I don't know if it's going to be full-time, part-time. I don't know if it's going to be in the same industry I was in for 11 right, years. you're basing the first, whatever your first pillars are, you're basing your career off those things. Yeah. So vice like, versa. Yeah, yes. Like the, the, the things that are most important to me now are like, well, they've always been Ted and being a great wife. Mine would probably go being a great wife, being a great daughter. Friendships have always been high priority. Now it's being a great Rizzo mommy, dog mommy. And health, physical and mental health, because that's something that I think people downplay stress a lot. Because just because I'm not schizophrenic does not mean that there aren't reasons to do something to boost your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's well, little a, mental health things. That's a very, that, like, important part of it and that that I kind of missed and I kind of lumped in with career. But, like, because, you know, I, I've said it multiple times on the podcast. Like, if you don't feel good, you won't do good, right? And so that goes into mental health as well. Like, if you aren't taking care of you, right, emotionally, physically, you will not be there for your friends and family. You will not be there for your husband because the truth is, if you if you're not a healthy individual, yeah, the trajectory means that you're gonna die at fifty or sixty versus you can spend another twenty years with that individual and be there for that person. So And don't they say like in order to truly be loved or give love, you need to love, love yourself. yourself yeah. And I, I truly, truly believe in things like that. The, the the other things that I was gonna say are important to me is feeling like I'm making a difference. And I don't just mean working at nine profits, because that would be I would love to do that. I, I mean I used to in college and out of college, work with Make-A-Wish Foundation and Ronald McDonald House Foundation. I loved it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get one of those jobs I, or when, but I mean just Make making a home. difference in someone even. Like, it, and knowing that I helped someone with something, it could be the smallest thing. Like, I got on a $5 coupon at Target or I gave a, I planted a seed about a new career or I listened to them when no one was there or I made them laugh after their dad died. Like these are all like real stories that have happened or I, I don't know, or I was the only one who remembered, you know, their birthday first and did this for them. I can't think of all these stupid things, but like it, this, when I feel like I'm, I'm making a difference, I feel the best I can. I feel better than I do after I run a 5K. I feel better than I do after I get lots of love from someone or gifts or cash a check or buy a house. That's, the, that's my high is when I look at someone and I'm like, I think I helped them or they feel better. And so I think that's the piece that now I'm looking for is that balance, but I've got to have something where I feel like I'm making a bigger difference. I, I tend to have this pattern where I feel like I max out. Like, I've done everything I can there. I have to move on to the next chapter. And that's probably why I've had different promotions, which is good, and different jobs. But after a while, I'm kind of like, hit the ceiling. Yeah. I need to spread 
my talent or love or whatever it is somewhere, you know? I don't know. So that's, that's what I would say now it is. What about like, so I know this is a mm-hmm. tad bit off topic, but That's you right. mentioned nonprofits. So like what kind of a nonprofit would you be? Because right now in my Me? current job, I'm reaching out to all these different nonprofits. And so I started thinking about you the other day because I was like, you know, I met with uh, the Leukemia Foundation. I met with um, this Down Syndrome Network in Arizona. I met with um, this thing, this organization called uh, uh, Dimes for Babies or Babies for, or yeah, Dimes for Babies. Um, it's an old, old organization back in like uh, Teddy Roosevelt da- yeah. days um, for um, pre- um, preemies. Yeah. What's premature. The, yeah. There you go. I was like trying to, yeah. I was trying to like think of the actual no, term pre- for it. I mean, preemies. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was like thinking, I was like, cause I was meeting with these people. And I was like, well, Angie could be doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So what, um, what would you want to work for? Any of them. But I think personally something, can't be any of them. what would you no, mean? The I, most I'm to saying you? any of them I would like to do more than I've done in the past. I think it would be very rewarding. The thing that personally affects me the most is something to do with either, Single moms or something to do with abusive families or children. And, and I don't really like kids, so that probably sounds strange to you that I said yeah. that. But I don't think it's a child's fault that you have fuck-up parents. Ooh, I'm... I'm why, did you go to church this weekend? I even, What's yeah. wrong with me? I haven't even sworn, like, one time. I think I, like... I'm going to go to hell, according to some people. Um, so, I don't know. I just don't think it's a child's fault. If, if you're born into situations that are awful, I, I don't think it's a child's fault. And I'm not trying to get in political here, but I don't think it's a child's fault if their parents don't have the right insurance for their medical care. I don't think it's a child's fault if they're born into no money and they need to have meals. And so for some reason, those are the ones, which I mentioned before that I worked with, Make-A-Wish yeah. Foundation, Ronald McDonald House, both have to do with kids, not babies that I have to yeah. take care of. But I would say that. Or people if, trying to turn themselves around. Have you ever? Um, it's not. It's bigger. I don't know. If, I can't say that for a fact. But um, like in Michigan, I was gonna say it was bigger in, back in the Midwest yeah. than it's here. Um, but only because I was more part of it in, back in Michigan. But um, one thing that helped me a lot was when I was a kid, I was big part brother. of the big brother, big sister. Have you ever thought about being a, like a big sister? Like you would be amazing at that. Um. Because you, you. I like, have thought about it, and the. True answer is I would be a little concerned. I don't know where the facilities are, and I get weird with strangers. Not I don't give her strangers, but I don't know exactly what I would need to do. Like to get started? No, I mean I'll go take a kid to a park and be a role model. I would want more than that, though. I'd want to like run the organization. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think I don't want to too. Like you know I think I know you decently well, but I think deep down that even running the organization. You would want to be more part yeah. of individuals, sure. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. get started. Getting started would be kind of cool because, like, it's not just like taking them to the park. Like, for example, my big brother. Uh, his name I'm is not John. trying to downplay it at all. No, no, I'm no. sorry. You're like the role model. Yeah, but so like my role model, my big brother's name is John Neo, and he's actually a writer for the Detroit Free Press right now. Oh, right? do you and stay in touch with him? Yeah, every once in a while, I'll reach out to him, whatever. But like back then, it was no agenda, right? Um, he just would reach out and go, "Hey, man, want to grab some food?" And back, granted, I think he maybe. Back then, I didn't think he realized how important it was, but like I didn't, I wasn't eating back then because we didn't have enough food. So him saying, "Hey, we grab some food," I was like, "Hell yeah, right?" That's a great idea, right? So I should do that. We got some food, and he helped me with my math because at the time I was struggling with whatever do. I was failing. No, I'm amazing. At oh, math. you're good at math. I'm, I'm amazing at math. Like, 100%, when I was going through college, they were okay. like, you should be All a math right. teacher. So, for sure, calm down. Math teacher for second grade, third grade? No. Fourth. Okay. So Sixth. 
I'm not good at my timetables, but I'm really good at formulas. Anyway, the point, the point was, so although, like, he didn't necessarily go to the park, but, like, some of my favorite memories was, like, one time he let me drive his car. You know what I mean? Like, stuff that you miss because you don't have a father figure is essentially what happened. So, like, for you, it'd be so cool if, like, you know, someone could look up to you and go, oh, my God, you did what in your career? What, like... How did you do it? You went to college? Like, some of the smallest things that you've done in your life would be a huge thing to them. And they can go, I want to be like, imagine a kid that's not yours, that's the best part. You can return them. Oh, yeah. And they go, I want to be like Angie. And they call you. And the the only thing that gets tough is that, like, I called John when I would get arguing with my mom. Hey, like, she's saying some crazy stuff, da, 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 da. And he'd talk to me. And it was interesting because he was so much older than me. He's like 30 at the time. He was like 32. And he was like, that's how old I am. Man, listen, like, (laughs) yeah, you know, this is what's going on and whatever. So like we should, after this podcast, look up how we can do that. That'd be amazing. You're going to do it too? Yeah. I've told Sadie this before. I would love to do that. I would love to. I would do it like today. Will you pick me up? Okay. No. Will you join the park park visits? No. No. (laughs) That's doing it together. I mean, no. I'll pay the fee. Because you need to find I'll a kid get the in cute Scottsdale. gifts. I need and to the find cute... a kid in, in Phoenix. Oh, there's kids in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. They're just probably like, yeah, they're just a little more uppity. Oh. I'd much rather I deal think with I, a yeah. Phoenix kid. I can relate better. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. Why do you need a big brother? My mom bought me a brand new Mercedes and I hate it. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't deal. Yeah, we'll, I can't we'll deal. revisit that. So, do you think. Um, do you think the way you've defined success have changed and when? Um, when I realized that the world didn't just happen to me, but I could actually make an impact on the world. Um, now that I was given an opportunity to actually be in a career without an education, like I'm truly blessed. I mean, you gave me essentially my first in into where I w- was into. Before I thought like, oh, man, I, I, I dropped out of college. I'm a nobody. I can't do anything. And then once I got that opportunity, I was like, holy crap, the world is mine. Once I realized that, everything changed. Because back then it was like, it was more about um, athletics, health for me. Like, how can I be a better fighter? How can I be whatever? But then when I got the job and, I, you know, um, really what everything changed was Sadie. Like, I know I talk about it all the time. But, like, when I met Sadie, and I, I've told you this before, I was like, I need to provide for her better. Uh-huh. So I need a career, right? Yeah. Um, I need to feel more value so that when I come home, I feel like I've achieved something. Because before, I was just working as a mechanic. I hated doing it. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. I just was really good at sales, so I would make people do my work for me. Yeah. And then I'd come <laughs> home, and I feel like I've done nothing. And then, you know, Sadie could tell, you know? Like, I wasn't happy, so I wasn't treating her as good as I could because I wasn't happy with myself. So everything changed, really, when I met Sadie, and it made me want to be a better person. So that's But then when, you actually went and... Because I think, okay, so your same story, Sadie makes you want to be a better, better person. She starts all your shifts of priorities and success. Which is why she's the number one pillar. Yes, number one pillar. And then you get an opportunity to have... You a, don't like that it's called pillars? Well, you know why. Oh, okay. Um, and then you, know you get... Where I got it from? Oh. Yeah. But you make a good... You do it again. Yeah, you do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> then you get an opportunity... <laughs> Then you get an opportunity that you didn't need a degree and had the best boss ever. That's all true. (laughs) However, even if pillar, I'm going to call them point number one and point number two. Structures, foundations. Stop. I don't want to talk about that. Even if both Sadie happened, career and Angie happened, if you didn't believe 
you were good enough and execute, you'd be shit still. Yeah. Because you can believe all day. Like, I know an individual who believes is the best thing since fucking life's bread. But. Sliced bread? Shit. Did you say life's bread? This is what I'm talking about. Every episode, they I are say the best something thing wrong. Thing since what is life's- the last episode? I said some stupid <laughs> shit like this. Crunches. Crunchies. Crunchies. We just remember. got to crunchy through it. Crunch through it. I don't know what you said. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, yes. But but just, you. I think what's important is that you remember each piece of that pie had to be there. Yeah. But it wouldn't have happened if this wasn't here. It wouldn't happen if this wasn't here and all that. And I think we talked before, but um, my husband has a position also in leadership. And the coolest part about his job is he gets to create his team from scratch. Meaning he doesn't inherit any losers. He doesn't inherit any negative attitudes. And he gets to bring in people he's coached and mentored before who already have built in whatever and interview everyone else he wants, all 15 people. So anyways, he's got, you know, like 15 people on the team, half of them all following him there, all loyal to him, all bought in already. And sure enough, just like me with you, one of the people he's most excited about is someone who doesn't have a degree that he's managed before, and then the guy he's most excited about that's going to be brand new, um, recently, like, has been, I don't know what he's doing, some retail, whatever, again, no degree, my number one rep, uh, one of my schools, no degree, I mean, and so, but not everyone's like me, not everyone's like Ted, where they take chances on different people, because we felt like people took a chance on us, and so I think, you know, I just think it's important to, what do they always say, like, give it back, or what is that, no, that's not what they say. Pay it forward. Pay it forward, not give it back. Yeah. Give me that back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pam, you you're the one too. who edited phone calls to take, okay? So I've thrown a little bit. I think it's paying it forward. So, like, you've got to do that now, mm. and you have. So, like, constantly, always, and, and you'll get burned at times. People will act like they're not grateful when they, you know, though. You'll always know. But, um, so your success changed. Mine completely has. If you talked to me a couple of years ago, um, I would have definitely talked more about the money, the title, the working hard. How hard is it to get that job? I would ask stupid questions like that. And now it's more like balance and, and enjoying life and being present and all that mushy stuff that I probably wouldn't have cared yeah. quite as much about. Um, so I have a little say what? Say, say what? what? Okay. Um, it's not quite as fun to talk about as rompers. Wait. So I think to wrap it up, though, I think as like a homework assignment, I think it is really important because it's something that I was really glad you were talking about because it's something I preach about it the most. We have to, like all the far from perfect army, like has to today, like make what their brand is, like make what is important to them because it's so easy in this life today to like get distracted and get, you know, off your your course, the beaten or, path, or just in your mundane pattern of all I do is wake up, breakfast, food, work, home, exactly. sleep. But yeah. if we have that 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 uh, construct, that we have that idea of who we want to be, and it's not necessarily like who we are, but I think it's important to know like this is who I want to be. The Raylan I want to be does this, this, and this every day, right? I mean, like it's as stupid as it sounds. Like I literally have an alert on my phone that goes call someone you love. Like it's the stupidest thing in the world. But I know that if I don't have that, I won't do it. And so, like, at the end of the day, you know, yes, you're right. Success, when it comes to material things, you know, let's face it. It's kind of important. But what's more important is what you were talking about, like the actual relationship building. Are you making a difference? And the truth of the matter is, if every day we took a second at the end of the night and go, am I making a difference? 
If the answer is no, then we need to pick up the phone and make a difference. Because, I mean, it could be really as small as, like you said before, you know, you or your husband giving someone a shot. Because, like, you personally have changed, like, you know, one sitting across the table from you changed my life, right? So imagine all the people you've changed is because you took the time. Most people don't do that. If we just took a second and go, mm-hmm. okay, did I make someone's life better today? No? Okay, so make a call and go, hey, sure. I just want to let you know. I was thinking about you, and it just takes two seconds and going like, hey, I, agree. I think you're an amazing person. Like, what if we did that? It'd be fucking nuts. I, I know it's I, crazy. No, no. <laughs> I, I am not Mother Teresa, but I genuinely do. I don't have a check-in every night. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I was more cognizant of that, Ted will even know. Have you not talked to anyone today, really, or whatever? Because I almost every day, if I don't make someone laugh, have, am a shoulder to cry on, do something at work, you know, listen to someone's story. If I don't do that, I feel weird that day. So yeah. if I made more of an effort of that, I could do more. And if everyone did that, I agree. I don't think it has to be as big as you donating $1,000. Until, like, I get to your level. Because it pissed me off. If you now have an alert, because you're already really good at it, and then on top of I don't alert, think you've I, been an expert, it pissed me I don't me think off. I need I'm not there an alert. Yet. But I, I do alert. think it's a really good point, because I, if Ted can feel like, who's that? And I'll tell him a story, like, oh, I talked to so-and-so, they're just having a rough time with ever. And he was like, oh, okay, everything. Oh, yeah, I think I helped. And he's like, good. Like, if he knows me probably more than anyone, he just, I think we do need to do that. I think... Once a day, and it can be, you got to remember, it can be small. It could be buying a $1 soda at McDonald's for the guy behind you. It, could, it has to be something, you know, though. It's, uh, it's funny, because, like, um, a part of my job now, which is kind of why my job's getting really interesting now, is that it's it's measured how many times I do that a day. And so there's a time where I we spoke to an individual who um, was in the hospital when we called them, and they had an inflamed liver. So normally, in the old days, we would just go, all right, we'll call you back later, Right. So in this situation, we actually wrote a handwritten card and mailed it to their house and said, I hope you feel better if you ever need anything at all, whatever. That took five minutes at the most, and we had the whole team sign it. The really cool part about that is, though, we granted, we don't know. The the individual never called us back, but that could have changed that person's life. And so what's interesting is what I found has been the more I think, and I'm really, like you said before, cognizant of it, like, you know, how can I really make this person's life better this day? On an individual basis, not the masses, right? I think social media, social media, what we talked about last yeah. time, is like the mass quantities, like sure. putting on a Facebook going like, hey, you guys are beautiful, that's stupid. But going like, you know, on an individual basis, this person, how can I change this person's life, makes a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's interesting, the more I'm, the more opportunities I see out there, or the more I think about it, rather, the more opportunities I see to yep. actually tackle and do totally. it. Whereas before all this stuff changed and before I started thinking about it, I was like, I don't know how to be more generous. Like, I envy people like you because you, you have it on your fore, the forefront, like, all day long. Like, at the front of your brain, you constantly think of people. I don't do that. Like, I don't know if I'm a sociopath. Maybe I should talk Maybe to someone about like that. Maybe just like a dude. Yeah. Maybe well, I should talk to someone about that. No, uh, you're not a sociopath. <laughs> But like, but like, I don't think of people. Like, I really don't. Like, I think of Sadie, it's okay. and that's it. And so, like, I'm like, how can I do more? And even if I'm like fifty percent to where you are right now, I think I'm. Be happy. But I thank you. That's way too nice, though. I'm like, you're full of shit. Like, I'm like entry you're level. Nicest, you're the nicest person. I'm I about. I don't do. Like, I don't hate to turn this episode that, into like this, Angie's this, awesome. You're such a fake liar. What do you want from me, bro? Like, what do you want from me? You don't even like people, and you'll be like, hey, happy birthday, and write them a card for no fucking reason. Like, you're the okay, nicest fine. person I'm, ever. I'm, I can be thoughtful. 
And I don't want people to feel excluded. All the time. That's a thing of mine. I don't want people to ever feel whatever. Anyways, this is stupid. You don't even like so, me. So, anyway, say You haven't what? talked to me for like 10,000 days. Okay, say... No, my say what is perfect for what we were talking about. There was a recent uh, study, over 2,000 people. Don't ask me the website or the study. That's okay. Irrelevant. Um, <laughs> Angie's, and it showed... Angie's dead of the day. Yes. No, this was a real thing. God, you're so <laughs> this mean. This one was real. Um, there were a couple different stats and that was interesting. So, one... Yes, all of everything we thought has changed. Um, two people, one in five people, so 24% of people still say, if you don't have money, Get you don't have success. So it's still a piece of it yeah. to m- most people, but okay, whatever. 86% of Americans believe that individuals can make their own success. Mm-hmm. And then 90% of people of this 2,000 people study, anonymous whatever study, believe that success is more about happiness than about power, possessions, or prestige. Which is another thing, though, which I think you go to another study. About vagueness. Success is vague. Oh, vague. Vague, right? So success is vague. So is happiness. So is, like, what does happiness mean to you? You know what I mean? Okay, I know, I know. Pick me. Angie. Oh, thank you, um, Mr. Sweet Baby Ray. Um, Davis. I believe, no, I, I think... It's too hard to define, and that, that's up to everyone. It shouldn't be. But I think what that means is, like, if I survey, I, I, go, I go back to scholarly research or academic, yeah. academics. If I researched 1,000 people and they said, rate your happiness, mm. that's how I would probably judge. So that's how. You that's could not lie. like a judge, though, because, like, um, like, like, I know, know when really I feel happier than hey, I don't. You know what's a good movie that's kind of sad? What? But for the most part, oh my god, it's I'm super, gonna like it. Pursuit n- of Happiness. It's not as set. Oh. Fuck no. Fuck that movie. Don't. Eh, Why sorry. are you yelling at me? Sorry, I got really mad right now. I hate that movie. Anyway, I thought you loved it. I hate it because I loved it, it reminds. It's too it's real. Too real. Okay. It's too real. Um, there's a movie called Happiness. With Simon okay, we're, Pegg. why don't we talk about Happiness another time? No, okay, we, we'll, we'll get to that. Simon. But Simon Pegg. It's a movie called Happiness. It's just Happiness it's on Netflix. Watch it. Oh, I think I started it. It's, it's kind of boring. Amazing. Cause it's, oh, it's about a guy who uh, Simon Pegg is a scientist, and he tries to define what happiness means. Yes, I think it. I started this. And he goes down a path to yes, find out yes. what that means. And throughout the movie, you realize how vague happiness yeah. means. Everyone's different, and everyone goes, "I'm not happy." But but what does that mean to you? So okay. I think that's just with like success, and we can get a whole nother episode on happiness. But but ultimately, happiness needs to be defined as well. Like, what, <laughs> I mean, really, really I, I agree, but that's, we're not like scientists, philosophers, no, but psychologists. I think we sh- fucking should be. Because, like, realistically speaking, okay. you can't just say, like, I'm not happy. Well, what would make you happy? I don't know. That's what you hear all the time, right? Or, or you, know, you know, I'm really happy right now, but why? If you can find out why. I usually know why. Yeah, but if you can pinpoint, you're not you're you're more self aware than most people, right? So if you can go, all right, this if I have this, this, okay. and this, I have found that through my X amount of years, yeah. this brings me happiness. Like you found that you talked about earlier, if I make someone's day, I feel fulfillment. I actually feel happy. If I don't do that, I don't feel happy. So for you, people, you too. know, Any you pinpointed yeah. that happiness. So that's part of your defining point of sure. happiness. Whereas like someone else could be, they fucking hate people. They can't stand animals people. or. They, they like want to be around. Yeah. My wife, she'll tell you, she'll come on the podcast and tell you right now. She hates people. Yeah. Like, she loves all animals. If she, well, excluding like uh, 
like uh, like kids in Africa. Besides that, everyone else what? hates kids in Africa, but not me. Sadie? I don't know why. I don't know. She, like she hates me. I don't know why she's married <laughs> me. But like dogs, like hundred percent. I I wholeheartedly. It says it is like if, if someone was like, I'm gonna kill your dog Moose. I'm gonna kill Raylan. They'd be like, she'd be like, well, Raylan can fend for himself. He'd be all right, right? Yeah. So dodge that bullet, sweet baby, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna yeah. foster dogs pretty soon here. So like we're already starting to look for a dog. One of them was Stark Bait. Anyway, there's a cool name for a dog. Anyway. Stark. That brings her happiness. Her name oh, is yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's her, that what we found for her brings her fulfillment. Right. Can we just say that? Everyone's happiness is different? I don't give a shit we about other people's happiness. I just care about mine. Oh, I know. And then once I get mine down, but I can start help other people's. Yes, but you also, like, we also define that as well. All right, that's a lot of work, but okay, we will. We're Anyways. Gonna, on this podcast, we're going to We got to go get a romper. I got to pick up a little sister and a little brother in the hood. Yeah. And we got to figure out the definition. Yeah, so much work. Okay, anyways, I think we're done, right? That's a wrap, yo. That's a wrap, yo. Right, Thanks for out. listening. Thank we you. Out. Life in the network.com. Yep.